Welcome. You are listening to The Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm your host, Meryl Arnett, and my passion is making meditation accessible and enjoyable. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a guided meditation. If you would like to access these meditation practices as standalone audio files for your daily practice, please subscribe to my newsletter at merylarnett.com. It's free and you'll receive a new mini meditation each week, along with behind the scenes content and bonus material for each podcast episode. All right, let's grab a cup of tea, a comfy seat, and settle in for today's practice. Hello, friends. I'm glad to see all your faces this evening. And I am astonished that we are entering into the last series of 2022. That just arrived here in our labs, like out of the complete and utter blue. We have three classes in the series to wrap up the year. And it is a series on the dark, which I am so excited to chat with you about. And, um, you know, hysterically, I just, uh, Spotify does like a, your year in review for podcasters. Like I get a little summary of all of my statistics from Spotify, which is lovely. It's so nice that they do that. It's really fun to see. And the number two country that listens to this podcast is Australia. So I realize I'm totally Northern Hemisphere focused at all times. And now I have realized a lot of people are like living in the middle of summer and going to be listening to this podcast. But we are in winter and we're talking about the dark. And for my Australian friends, just wait six months and then listen to this series and it'll be fine. <laughs> so it is dark and rainy where I am. We are in December, which is a darker, colder, quieter time of year. And I will tell you without hesitation, this is my favorite time of year. And I know it's like, I'm in the vast minority here. Everybody's like, I hate this time of year. Michelle, I know I don't even know what dark, cold winters are like. So you can tell me just to be quiet and I will really bow to your expertise. But in Atlanta where it doesn't usually snow. I love this time of year. I find the cold, you know, cold being above freezing invigorating. I often feel like a creative boost this time of year. And I noticed that I really like the dark. I really do. Like, I actually love the dark. And if you remember, all of you were with me in January of this year. The first series of the year was on the moon. Remember this? And I shared this story about like COVID, quarantine, lockdown. I started taking walks at night because it was the only time I could like get out of my house. And I was enamored by taking these walks at night and continued to be so. And I go out on my back deck every night before I go to bed, often to sit and meditate, sometimes just to stand there for a moment. And there's something there in the dark. You know, we started the series with the moon. 
Then we talked about wind, I think, and roots. And somewhere along the way, we talked about the stagnation layer. Last month, we talked about stones. And in that progression, there's like a little mini lesson for us right away, right? Meditation is this practice of deep listening. Deep listening to ourselves, to others, and ultimately to the universe itself. And the universe has a very brilliant balance between light and dark. And it's something I want to pay attention to because I don't think that we tend to live in that balance the way nature shares it with us. And here's what I mean by that. If you think about the dark, I would be so curious, and, in, and if you want to in the chat now or at the end of class whenever, feel free to share. But if you think about the dark, like what are your associations with the dark? Because my guess is most of them are not super positive, right? Most of them aren't. So like, I can tell you with, as a fact, actually, I instruct almost every single one of my private clients at one point or another to sit outside and meditate at night. And almost without exception, all of them have said to me, oh no, I can't do that. I Like, that's not a thing I'm going to do because bugs, what if it's raining? That's scary to me. Like, there's a million excuses that happen when I say, go sit outside and meditate at night. And I get it. I'm not immune to that. I also don't want bugs crawling all over me. But the truth is, you know, I sit outside most nights and I cannot remember a bug being, I'm sure there has been a bug on me, but I can't remember one. So there was nothing so scary that like it burned into my memory. It was, it's fine. And I feel it when I open up the door to step outside. I'm like, oh, it's dark. And then I go and I like wipe my hand across the little chair out there just to make sure nothing's on it. And I sit down. Let's see. Mm, my grandma used to tell me to close the curtains because she didn't want the dark looking in on us. Yes. When I think about darkness, I think about being out in the country, no light pollution. I most often think about sound. Darkness has a sound. Myster mysterious, peaceful, if I'm out alone, a bit anxiety-inducing. Moon, stars, restoration, cozy, good sleep. Do you remember being scared of the dark as a kid? Or like thinking something was under your bed? And I notice like when my kids say, there's something under the bed. What do you do? You turn on the lights and you go look under the bed. There's nothing under the bed. It's fine. And we keep turning on the lights and our eyes never acclimate to the dark. They never acclimate to the dark. It just continues to be scary. It continues to be unknown. And part of what I want this series to be is simply an awareness of the associations we attach to darkness and our habitual response because of those associations. Don't go into that dark room without a flashlight. Right? Turn the lights on. Or, you know, from the chat, close the curtains. 
Do you remember in school learning about the dark ages? Do you remember that? It was like, progress, 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 dark ages. Bad, no growth. Can't wait for that renaissance to happen. Let's get someplace interesting, right? And what I read recently about the dark ages, y'all, is it wasn't like a time of horror or complete collapse of civilization. It was a time when people were mostly moving back to farmland, living in small communal ways. They were focused on living off the land versus like building up trade and capitalistic growth. It was a quiet period in history. That sounds pretty good to me, right? (laughs) That's not that bad. And I think it's interesting that the moment darkness is associated with the unknown, we are like, no, no. And then let's take that mysterious unknown and pull it into our meditation practice. Because what is the word you hear when you think about the goal of meditation, right? The goal of meditation is enlightenment. Enlightenment. And in a lot of practices, in a lot of traditions, that sense of enlightenment is like um, in a physical manifestation, like a rising up and out. Like I want to be up here where the white light is where it's better and blissful. And in the practices that I have studied under and explore, all of those practices are practices of down and in, right? You're not trying to get up and out somewhere because what good does that do us? We still have to live our lives. So we're coming down and in, and down and in is dark. So the word, the the name for the title of this series is Indarkenment, instead of Enlightenment, Indarkenment. And this is a nod to meditation teacher and author Deborah Eden Toll, who was on the podcast earlier this year. She wrote a book all about Indarkenment. I learned this word from her. Her book is called Luminous Darkness, if you want to check it out. And between that discussion with her and my own experiences, I really wanted to start to draw more attention to what we expect of our meditation practice. Because what I've come to believe is it's this idea of enlightenment that makes meditation so difficult. This is why meditation feels so hard, like we're doing it wrong, is because we think we're supposed to get somewhere. There's supposed to be this huge aha moment that is light-filled. We're going to feel different, look different, act different, have some certain experience. And when that doesn't happen, or it happens in a way that we didn't expect it to happen, we say, I'm doing it wrong. I can't get it right. And so when we talk about indarkenment, or darkness, I want to be really clear that this series is not about 
your shame, your ickiness, the stuff that you shoved in a closet and never want to look at again. It's not about that specifically. What this series is about is darkness as an unknown, a mysterious landscape that is not well lit up and crystal clear and logical, but something that is embodied and experiential and felt. You know, in the last series, we talked about how winter months, in the winter months, hours used to be shorter, right? Because they still wanted 12 hours of daylight and 12 hours of darkness. They wanted that nice balance. And so they just made the daylight hours shorter so they could still cram 12 in. And there's something about time. When we think about time, it's you know, maybe relatively logical. We can measure it with scientific instruments or equations. We think about it, we count it, we map it in our minds. Versus rhythm. Right? The rhythm of a day, of a season, of light and dark. And we don't count rhythm. I joke all the time and it's like, it's a true joke. It's not a haha joke. It's, this is truth. I can't clap to a beat. Like, you know, you're like listening to music and you like want to clap. I can't, I literally cannot do it. And I'll tell you why, because I get very in my head about it. And I'm like, Oh my God, I gotta, I gotta get it right. I gotta listen super hard and like count and get it right. And so of course I can't do it because I'm like angsty about rhythm. But the truth is, if I am by myself and close my eyes and I'm listening to music, I can clap to a beat just fine because I'm not thinking about it. I am feeling it, right? It's innate like that. The beat just comes out because it's innate. Your body moves to it. It's not in my head. It is in my body. This is the meditation practice. It is like clapping to a beat. You can think about it all you want and you will be angst-filled and not be able to clap to the beat. And you can close your eyes and go into the dark and you feel it. And so as we start our exploration of darkness, I want to start with the idea of embodying this darkness. Embodying it meaning coming in and not trying to shine a light. You're not trying to understand anything to create a story about it, to explain it even. Just go in and feel it like your favorite song. Yeah? This is where we're going to start our exploration tonight. We'll carry that through line of rhythm sort of through the series and we'll see where we end up, okay? So let's do a little practice together, yeah? Go ahead for a moment and shift around in your seat. You might uncross and recross your legs. 
I let your hands rest onto your lap and I'd encourage you to close your eyes if that feels safe. And if you really want to go all in and you're in a space where it feels comfortable, you could turn out all your lights even. You could sit in the dark if you wanted, now or at another time. Taking all the time you need to land in a seat that feels steady and supportive. Lifting up your spine just a bit so that you feel tall and then together we'll take a deep breath in. Exhale out a sigh. Inhaling in. Exhaling out a sigh. And then allowing your breath to flow. And over the course of these first few breaths, silently saying to yourself, Now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And as you say those words, maybe you imagine this time as your own personal dark age, dark moment. No growth is necessary. No progress. No achievement to be had. But rather, this is a moment of relative quiet. Our breath flows in and out. Perhaps you invite your body to soften a bit into this darkness. Letting go of your edges of any sharp lines or pointed angles. And feeling yourself melt into a more receptive position. One in which the muscles of your belly and your chest are relaxed. Your shoulders melt down the back.
You feel a sense of softness move through the muscles of the face. And all around you here, things are happening. There are sounds, perhaps, some obvious, some subtle. There might be shades or textures of light or darkness, bits of movement. We just take a moment here, even with our eyes closed. To let our awareness attune to the outer world. You don't need to describe this or narrate it. Simply taking in the outer world, even with the eyes closed. Gradually, as you breathe, you might start to direct that awareness inward. Attuning to that inner world. You might feel, sense, imagine yourself going down and in. And as we settle into about 10 minutes in silence. We'll hold a bit of outer awareness and inner awareness at the same time. Continually letting go of any need to make sense of 
to explain. And rather today, let's see if we can just savor that mysterious darkness.
Feeling your breath here. Maybe seeing if you can maintain that inner and outer awareness. Noting that you're not turning on the lights, but rather you're letting your eyes adjust to the dark. Just let yourself take another few breaths here, just easy in and out. And over time, that breath gets a little bit deeper. And you might wiggle your fingers and your toes. Taking a deep breath in, exhaling out a sigh. Taking all the time you need, slowly blinking those eyes open, letting yourself adjust maybe to the light and letting go of your practice. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to The Mindful Minute. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving me a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps others to find the show. And let's face it, we could definitely use more meditators in this world. The Mindful Minute is recorded on Muskogee land and produced with the support of Madeline Day Production Management and Brianna Nielsen Virtual Assistance. To join my live classes, ask questions, or learn more about my teacher trainings, please visit merylarnett.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you guys next week.